free your mind of its alleged thought crimes with Vanguard Radio. Okay, are we all back? That yeah, I'm here. That wasn't yeah. five minutes, uh, so not everyone might be back. Uh, Billy Bob, you there? Yeah, I'm here. And uh, Northhammer? Yeah, I'm still here. And Alex? I'm here. All right. This is the third hour. This is Free Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Beck. Now, when we left off the top of the hour, I, th- I think the main thing we're kind of getting at here, and, and uh, Tom Metzger is a big fan of this, uh, don't have an organization with a membership list. And I, I think that's where you were getting at. I happen to I happen to like that approach actually. And there is no organization that I can think of, uh, well, there is none now. But there's no organization that I can see forming that I would ever put my name on and join. Yeah, they they came out with that leaderless resistance doctrine about 15 years ago. Okay. And where has it gotten us? Nowhere. It's absolutely nothing. It, it, but you could also say where where has where has the membership organizations gotten us to? Well, there weren't any because of the leaderless resistance doctrine that everybody. Well, we all on. know about the membership list that has traded hands from the National Alliance, and a lot of people they don't want that happening. So, well, so what? I don't give a, I don't give a damn who's got my name on any list. Uh, well, that's good. You should None of us should. That's well, why true. should we give a damn? Why should we give a damn? We're, we're well, legal. We should, we should care. We're, we're, we're perfectly legal. So who, who, who? I don't give a damn who knows what I'm doing, we what have, I say, what I believe. We have to trust our leaders. That's a point. If we're going to join an organization, we have to be able to trust the leaders of that organization. And if there's lists and names that are being passed and so forth, that just causes the ordinary average Joe to say, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this movement because I see corruption and I see lists being sold and so forth. So you have to bring the integrity to the table and you have to bring honor to the table and there's a point where our leaders have to show that integrity and honor. Well, that that sounds real sweet. But <laughs> in, 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 in real life, uh, a, a human element being involved, it ain't going to happen. You know, I uh, I have a, I have know, a, if nothing else, the damn Jews would would steal the list and then say that a white nationalist put it out there. You know, I, I have a solution why. to this. I, I my solution. I told this to Alex Linder some time ago, and I still think it's a good idea. I'm not sure Alex does, but uh, is to make uh, joining the party uh, to join the party. You have to be a public person. That is, uh, you have to uh, the the membership of the party is in fact public. And so there would never be a membership uh, a membership uh, list to lose because in order to join a, the party, you wouldn't you could only public people would be allowed to join. So there well, would never be this. People can vote for party members too. There's a point where you can just garner the support of hundreds of thousands of people that don't have to join a specific organization yeah. or be a member of any club, but they can support the people that we put up to be in positions of power to start taking control of the reins of this country again that we deserve yeah. to be leading. There, there's a point where we got to put the people up. That's why I applaud Glenn for doing what he's doing, because he's setting the best example and, and all, that all, all of us can follow. Yeah, but in order to build a political organization, you've got to hold meetings, conferences. You've got to bring people together. You got to rub elbows, and when you do that, you're going to be infiltrated. You're going to you're going to have informers 
But my position back when I ran the White Patriot Party, I said, well, hell, what? You know, as long as they pay their damn dues, as long as they put it on a uniform and carry a flag down the street, I don't give a damn if they're informers or what. Or what? Yeah, there's because ways we're, we're perfectly that. legal. We're perfectly legal. So what? Sure. Let them come to me. I used That's to invite right. the damn sheriff to my meeting, to my, my <laughs> meetings. That's the way to do it. Rally. That's the way to do it. You're right. Be legal. I invited, I invited the uh, State Bureau investigation. I invite. Come on down anytime. Shit, hey, we don't have to be doing dinner. anything wrong. We can be doing everything right, but we got to attract the people too. We got to get the support of the average Joe six pack who's going to come in and say, "Yeah, I want to support. I want to be a part of this. Let's do it." Yeah. Put a, put a thousand angry white men in the streets, and a million will follow. We need a thousand people that have done what you've done, Glenn, to get out there, to get on the ballot, to get the write-in status so that they can have their ads played on the local radio stations in their communities, but they all need to be having the same message. And the yeah. message is we're tired of what's happening to our country, we're tired of being railroaded, we're tired of having the Zionist Jew influence destroy our people through the influx of all of these people, the immigration that's coming in, the laws that are making us criminals in our own homes, that's what needs to happen. We need to bring a huge base of support to support a thousand of yeah. what you are doing, exactly what you're doing. But in order to do that, you've got to come together at some point. White people have to come together in meetings, rallies. We've got to come together. The trouble with our leaders is they don't want to associate with the common man. Everybody do, knows do there's something wrong. Everybody, everybody I work with, they are just, they have a fear glaze over their eyes. They know what's going on. They read the news. They know about, you know, Bush's uh, laws that he's passing to make us all criminal. But they don't know what to do. They need direction. And that's where what you've said again yeah. and again and again, we need leaders to step forward and say, this is the direction. This is the yeah. direction we need to move in. Yes. Alex, you have a lot of respect. A lot of people not only love you, but they respect you, and they look to you to say, hey, which direction should we move in? What should we do about this? What should we do about that? There's a point where, yeah, we all want somebody, Alex, a thousand Alexes in all of our localities. I mean, you're up there in Missouri, Kirksville. That's great. Well, what about all the other locations across the United We need you everywhere. <laughs> well... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, what, the message I get from Alex, oh, you're there, is that basically just <laughs> yeah, breed and save money Well, and, and work on your local... All, yeah, the, all, all I mean, all the, the, the rest of it, uh, yeah, I don't disagree with anything I've heard. I mean, there's... <laughs> I just don't know what to say. I mean, you, uh, you know, I've been writing essentially the same stuff for years and years. Uh, lead, form an organization... All right, get some lawyers. I, I personally think the easiest way to start would be if you had about 10 lawyers to form an area and defense association, and then you could form local affiliates. But Rounder has more practical experience than I do with an actual party. Uh, I don't know. It's, well, if you I don't can't take say anything intelligent about it. I mean, because If you don't <laughs> take the party approach, okay, then you know how can you give direction to all of the people who respect you, they look to you and say, gosh, you know, this guy's got a head on his shoulders, 
And, you know, I mean, there's a point. I, I know, but the point of that is it, what it leads to. Look, I could do that and say, do this, and then you bring in money, whatever. Where are the, where are the damn people? Where are those thousand people are going to run? You've got maybe two people running. Uh, they're just not there. And, you know, well, Billy Bob, the, 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 if, I'm, if I want to play, be a critic of this, let's, let's have a party and, and do a movement. And, and this would also kind of come back at Rounder. Uh, there is a problem in that... Uh, we have a situation now in which politics cannot fix the problems we face. And the political system as it exists, uh, even if we were to start uh, voting in huge numbers of racially conscious whites in the Congress, uh, our efforts to, to actually change the system would be procedurally stymied and stopped. Well, and the whole system needs to be changed, obviously. And, and, change and that's the revolutionary. System. We need to change uh, that's the why we need our own Congress. party. Everything needs and to be changed. do it exactly, do it just like Hitler did it, except without the swastika. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Take complete, with the, with the idea of taking complete power. Well, we, got, we have to have a place to start from. And if you want to try to salvage the existing system, if you want to try to say, okay, we've got this constitution, you know, can we make anything of this? You've got to erase all of the laws that are unconstitutional. You've got to get rid of all the agencies that are usurping control. You've got federal agencies that are taking the control that the state should have. There's a, there's a whole lot of laws out there that are just bogus. They are just unconstitutional laws that need to be brought down. But how do hey, you do that? We'll sweep them away with an iron broom. Yeah. Well, we don't have a system of justice. That's our problem. How do you how do you enact justice if you don't have a system of justice that can mete out justice? We've got criminals in high positions of power in this country who are untouchable. The laws have granted them immunity. How do you re invigorate the justice system to the point where it can actually mete out justice to the criminals. Who's above the law? There are so many politicians who are above the law right now, it's sickening. It's pathetic. What kind of example is that to our children? That's, that's what I ask. How can you say that this is fine for these people? They can break all the laws in the world. They can lie. They can just say, oh, well, I don't want to go under oath because, well, I'd have to tell the truth and everything. Well, I mean, come on. What's going on? We, the whole justice system needs to be revamped. If it's not, we're the laughing stock of the whole world. And what is the world going to do to fix our system if we don't fix our system first? Well, well said. Well said. Well, I'll tell you, they're thinking about it right now. China's thinking about it. Russia's thinking about it. The value of the dollar is going down. Nobody wants to touch it because the fiat money system is gone, and it's just going down, 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 down. Well, who, who's going to step up to the plate and force a regime change in this country? Think about it. The greatest thing that can happen to us is for 50 million white men to be out of work. So let it collapse. I hope it does collapse. Well, instead of them being out of work, we need to all be organized. And I think the point that you've made, Aryan communities, you know, Kievsky's ideas, he's got some good ideas. There's a point where there's going to be some major political change coming around the corner, and we need to make sure that we're taking care of our houses. We need to take care of our own 
Yeah. Personal houses, our own personal communities. We've got to make sure that we are going to be insulated from what's going to happen nationwide. And the only way we can do that is by forming tight communities of brotherhood that we look at each other as family. We cannot just live this individual, isolated life to where we're cut off from everybody, cut off from our people. We are going to need each other in the near future, and that's where it's going to start. See, that's the real, that's the real two-edged swords of, of the Internet. It brings uh, a lot of people together on a national and international basis, but as far as locally, it does almost nothing. And, and uh, it doesn't help local activism very much. It does it, sometimes you got you got some of these like uh, council um, out there CCIR in California they use it quite a bit. They aren't racially they aren't, they aren't racialists like us, but but the internet doesn't help bring about a lot of local activity. It tends to bring these disparate these people that are spread out uh, all over the world, in some cases, uh, together well, in one place. I might argue that with you, Jeff. I might argue with that. And there's a point where okay. I work with guys every day on the job site, and they send me emails. They share. We have an email chain list, and we share information with each other. Even though we see each other face-to-face -face every day, we share information on the Internet every day. And there's a point not only that we can share, but we can also gather people together. So it can be used locally. It can be. Yeah, well, that's the exception in my point of view. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I think that uh, I've been called a defeatist, but uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I, um, I, as I said earlier in the program, Hitler said in like 1923 or something, "We are parliamentary by compulsion," and what he meant was is that you know we'll use the, we'll use the the um, uh, electoral process for our own ends. But we don't believe in the in, in we don't believe in parliamentary uh, parli we don't believe in doc democracy itself. But we will use democracy, and and yep. I th I think that I, I think that uh, you know what Rounder has is, is, has done is exactly the right approach. Uh, but um, I I really believe in, as you were bringing it up that the solution is going to be very local, and we have I believe we've basic I know Rounder's not going to like this, but uh, I think we've lost, uh, and I think that it, it's pretty much ineluctable what's going to happen in this country, in my mind, uh, that it, we're headed for a big hurt. And all that we can control, uh, even marginally, is our own local communities. Uh, and I, I, think it's, I think people should start moving close together to one another, white nationalists should start populating the same towns, Okay, that doesn't have to be defeatist. That can be realistic. Yeah, I'm not against that, Jeff. Yeah. I'm not against yeah. that at all. It's not hey, Jeff, uh, tomorrow's going to be a big day for me. I'm going to have to get off the phone. Okay. I want to get to bed. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. But, uh, hey, thanks uh, for having me on. Alex, great talking to you. Thanks, Glenn. Again, and, uh, <laughs> good luck tomorrow. I hope, yes, I hope you meet luck. a lot of people if you're out and about and uh, talking hey. to them. Hey, so thanks you're making a, a positive influence there, Rounder. Glenn, you're doing a great job, so keep it up. Hey, thanks a lot, and good night, guys. Bye-bye. Good night. So anyway, well, I, like, I think that's the only way to progress at this point.
Well, it's not defeatism. It's not defeatism. It's, yeah. uh, it's realism, okay? There's a point where you have to realistically assess what is happening, the plans that have been laid, the plans that are in motion, and there's a point where, yeah, it's not defeatist, it's realistic. And you have to take a realistic approach, approach to what's going on and do it. You know, like you said, you're doing you're doing the right things by getting the small communities. That's, you have to start local. That's all there is to it. You have yeah, to there, start local. Look, I'll give you. The, there's all kinds of things that can be done, could be done. Say there's one way. I mean, hell, there's always individual genius. You know, never know when someone like a Hitler will pop up, who could oh, inspire people. But short of short of that, it's it's extremely difficult where the enemy controls the broadcast satellites. Right. Essentially, arguing even on the internet, you're just yelling back at the TV, and and <laughs> you you can turn off your TV, but you can't turn off the effects <laughs> on your neighbors. You're right. Hey, right. You, you can't, it can't be done if you were really smart about it, <laughs> but I won't say how. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you yeah. Practically, my point is, is there's, there's, there's a there's a full there's a full scale of things you can do. If if you're willing to die, you can go kill people, and who needs to be killed is pretty darn obvious, and it works. The killing people is one of the Jews' main tools, and well, uh, the that's people who fight the uh, Jews successfully kill them. That's why and Hal Turner's making headlines, because he's talking about killing people, and he's getting everybody all ruffled up about it. But, but well, what I mean, point do we, do we say, what point do we say, okay, now it's time? Do we say, it's not our time, not oh, our that's, time? I mean, that's, I, that's the question. That's the broken record. I mean, hey, Most of us have read the Constitution. We've read the Declaration of Independence. We've read the Confederalist Papers. And we know what the Founding Fathers have done. And sure, they're, con they're considered criminals. And they're considered, well, terrorists. But the thing mm -hmm. is is we all know that. So there's a point where not just you and I and, and the people who are listening, but everybody should have a really a solid grasp on what's going on here. And the government knows that too. And the people who are in the armed services, they know it. And the police officers know it. And the people in the Joint Terrorism Task Force, they know it too. They've all sworn their oaths. They have to make a decision which side they're going to be on. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about choosing sides. Are you going to be on the side of the right? Are you going to be on the side of the honorable, of the truthful, the people who have integrity? Are you going to be on the side of the liars and on the side of the people who want to put greed as their first and fo foremost, you know, dedication of their life. They want to just be greedy and suck it all up. There's a point where not everybody is in that 1% that can afford 100,000 acres over in South America for their golden parachute when things go bad in the United States. Mm -hmm. And who yeah. would that be? That would be George Bush. Well... You can only read and, yeah. um, and try to understand what's being put out there to the masses. But the point is, is that most of the people, they want to be on the side of right. They want to be on the side of truth. That's, that's why the 911 truth movement, even though a lot of people say, oh, it's riddled with you know, Jews and everything and there's disinformation, that is the straw that's going to break the Jews back because it's got Jew written all over it you got Jews in between, you got Jews on the outside, you got Jews making money. I mean, come on. Everybody who wakes up to that fact that 911 was a Jewish organized, Jewish sustained, Jewish operated false flag attack on our country to further Jewish interests, they're going to start thinking about the Jew. And they're going to start thinking about Israel. And they're going to start thinking about 
what the hell is going on? Why, are, why is $15 million of my tax money going to that shitty little country? What are they doing for us? Are they providing oil for us? Are they providing protection for us? Are they providing security for us? What are they doing in our best interests? That's the question you have to ask. Well, uh, obviously, uh, none of this is being done in our interest. Of course, that was a rhetorical question, but... Yeah, and yet our 150,000 troops still can't, you know, put Iraq together. I mean, they they destroyed it and killed kids with sanctions and bombed the buildings out. And, and then they're slated to put 250,000 more troops after the elections. And why are those troops going over there? Ira they, Iraq is done. Iraq is done. Why are they going over what, there? What did you say, Alex? I didn't know we had another 250,000 troops. <laughs> at least they were anywhere near being ready. Yeah. I don't think they do. Well... They but I, I always make the point that Rounder made in his ad is that why do we have 150,000 troops in Iraq and, and none down on the border where we're actually being invaded? That's a good point. Well, it's and, because and they want to make it a one-nation, one-government-payer system, one-social security system, one-governing authority to track and monitor and provide for all of the citizens of Canada, Mexico, and America. So, yeah. I mean, it's obvious what's going on there, but mm -hmm. do we know what's going on in Iran next month, next year? Do we know what's going on in Syria? Do we know what's going on at the doorstep of China? That's what it all boils down to. It's not just the oil, but there's a big problem over there. Is that in our best interest? Do we need to go to war with China? Do we need to threaten China? Do we need to rattle our sabers with China and Russia? I mean, what, what's going on here? There's a point where you've got to look at the military buildup in the Middle East and ask, what is all this for? Why are we strategically building more and more bases, sending, sending all of our fleets over there, and is it going to be all for naught? Is it going to be just giving it all up? There's a lot of people out there that are saying, hey, wait a minute. China is way over technologically advanced. There's, they're not just holding swords over there anymore. They've got a nuclear program. They've got ICBMs, long-range ICBMs. They've got nuclear warheads. What are we doing over there provoking China? And they've got our money. Absolutely. They're sitting on piles and piles and piles of our dollars. Yeah. So are we going to be subservient to that force in the next 15 years, the next 10 years? When is that going to come about? Because we're not doing anything to put a stop to that right now. And I don't want to go into the, you know, torched earth policy where we have to say, well, you know, there's too many people anyways, so why don't we just nuke the hell out of, you know, 85% of the people on the planet? That's not what we want to do. Or is it? That's the question. You've got to look at the plans that have been laid out. These plans have been laid out for a long time. But again, where do you fit in the big plan? You know, it's so it's so bewildering to the sort of like the um, the gullible but sincere Aryan, and you know who can who can understand wh how, what sort of mind, what sort of process would allow a country like China to get a controlling stake in our currency, right? I mean, wh you know, you're at your your average sort of Midwest dope, and uh, you know who watches too much football. And then, you know, someone says, hey, t you know, did you know that, you know, China could, if they dumped our currency, they could ruin our economy? You know, they don't, they don't really understand that. They don't, they don't, because they, they believe that fundamentally the government is somehow working in their interest. 
They don't and, know that China controls the Panama Canal. Yeah. They don't know that China cano- controls, you know, uh, the harbors in Long Beach. You know, they don't understand the force that China represents. And there's a point where we would love to just be able to coexist with these people. <laughs> but there's another point where, hey, they are demanding a huge majority of all the natural resources that we have kind of been taken advantage of yeah. you know, for the last few years. Well, that's going to all change. That is all going to change, and of course, we're just being told that we need to expect to lower our standards of living, right? I mean, that's what's happening. Really, yeah, when you the leveling the process. States. Yeah, and is that fair? Well, there's a point where all the Mexicans, you know, they're saying, hey, you took our land anyways, we want it back. You know, you, hey, if you're white, you need to go back to Europe. Well, Europe can't contain all of us, so now what? You know, we can't all go back to Europe. We can't all go back to Germany. We can't all go back to, you know, any of the European countries. There's too many of us here. So, you know, they're telling us to go back. There's nowhere to go. So, obviously, we have to stand and fight for what we have created on this continent, right or wrong, through manifest destiny. Well, they're know? giving us they're giving us options, though, and uh, they can they'll they'll allow men to become homosexuals. Oh and, God! And they'll allow women to become uh, married off to the niggers. Yeah, well, that's not acceptable. Well, yeah, <laughs> but those are those are the options, and and the other option is to fight back, and uh, and you know I hope that's why people are listening in tonight because well, they want to fight we, back. Yeah, the way we fought back is you know white flight is real. People they look at all you know the degradation in their once nice communities. They see that hey, this is not where I want to raise my children, and they're leaving. They're saying, "Get me the hell out of here as fast as I can." They're going in, you know, from California, the West Coast. They're going into Oregon. They're going into you know nice little pockets in Washington. They're going into Idaho. They're going to Wyoming and Montana. But you know what? You can't run forever. And there's a point where sure they can all gather up there and create a stronghold, but there's going to be an encroaching presence that's going to continue to eat away at the fabric of those 99% white societies. I've seen it happen personally. Okay, I've li- I've left those areas where you go, where the hell, the- where all the white people go? They're fucking gone. You know, so you move to the white community and everything's all nice again for a little while, but then all of a sudden you start noticing changes. You start seeing mm-hmm. the Jewish professors come into the universities and they start teaching white people, oh, how yeah. it's so wrong to hate and everything. And then all of a sudden you see all, seeing the illegal Mexicans that don't speak English. Where are they coming from? Who's bringing them in? And then you start, oh, wait a minute, the demographics are changing. What's happening to our once nice white enclave? But that's the story of the whole country. So we have to decide what are we going to do about this. You're going to either have to start forming the local grassroots level parties. You get the people in power, whether it's a small city, you get the mayor, you get the police force, you get the city council, whatever you can do. And you just got to you got to put your foot down and say, you know, enough's enough. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. That's. But there's a point there, which is that the country's not run. Uh, at the local level, it's run by the minute that the Fed sees something pop up on their radar as being against the agenda, they will come in and try to smash it. And that that's means the Department of Justice and the right. thug. It's the right. reality of it. And that's where the federal government has to be put back in the small little well, box that the well, constitutionalists put them in from the very beginning. I can tell you that. It, they're not, there's no way in hell you're going to get the, math, the power electorally and legally to reverse what's going on. There's either going to be a massive disaster in which 
control devolves to local area or you're going to have to raise up uh, an army or, or some way and simply go in there and eliminate them. Okay, you're not going to give up any of that power. But what's the alternative? You know what is on the drawing board. They've got laws detailing martial law scenarios. Sure, They've got yeah. laws detailing you know, a total takeover of the society, total tracking technology, surveillance everywhere. I mean, what are the... What are the Alternatives. I mean, there's a point where people, they're going to only take so much, and they're going to say, bullshit, I've had enough of this crap. You know, I, I agree. I, I agree, will, Alex. I would I, like to believe that. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I, I mean, don't know, though. If we get something going here locally, I, I agree the feds will break it up. But Well, not, but, well no. I mean... But, but, then again, the, but then again, why, not, why can, not do it? I mean... I you, mean there, you have to do it. You have well, to what, do it. Yeah. You can't, my point is that all the major decisions that would prevent... I know exactly what you what you mean, uh, Billy Bob. About they bring in these Jew professors, same here at Truman, and they provide the agenda and the the apologies, and then the niggers go out and stab people outside of the local dance clubs, like at Tunes, like I wrote in Kirksville today, and uh, you know somehow we they are the haters who describe this whole process. But yeah, we have to do whatever we can, regardless of what they think. But um, you're right, and you know yeah, I'll we absolutely like have to form lo local organizations. The and only even comment local that I can make parties. to that is, you, from what you just said, you reminded me when I was in high school growing up. But it's a top down. There were Negro gangs, there were Vietnamese gangs, or Filipino gangs, and there's a point where the cops aren't going to help you, okay? When the, when the black gangs are coming into your neighborhood, and they're raping your fucking white girls, they're, they're beating the hell out of your friends, there's a point where you say, you know what? The cops ain't really doing anything, so we need to organize ourselves. So, yeah. you know, I was, a part of, I was a part of social organizations when I was a, a younger, and there's, we got together hundreds and hundreds of people, and we forced the black gangs out of our communities, and we uh -huh. did it through violence, and violence works. And if uh -huh. the police cannot keep control in the community, well, guess what? The average Joe Sixpack is going to say, you know what, I'm tired of seeing my fucking girlfriend raped, I'm tired of seeing my friends beat the hell up and left bloody, handcuffed to a telephone pole, you know, left unconscious. There's a point where enough's enough, and we can mm -hmm. deal with that. And what I'm telling you is that we can deal with the federal government, because look at the numbers. How many numbers do they have? What That's are the numbers point. that they have? There's a lot of people in this country, and even the people on the inside, they don't want to be a part of that. These FBI agents, the police officers, they don't want to be on the wrong side. They've sworn oaths, and a lot of those men are good men, and they are standing for integrity and honor. They see the corruption. They don't want to be a part of it. And I'll tell you, they won't. A lot of them won't be a part of it. So when it mm -hmm. comes down, I mean, they're going to do the right thing. And that's what we all need to be doing is the right thing. We need to stand against what is wrong. You can't just say, oh, well, you know, yeah, there's something that's going on that's wrong, but I don't really want to do anything about it. I don't really want to stand up. You, you know, you've got to stand up, and we all need to stand up and start calling a spade a spade. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If the politician's a liar, he's a liar. He needs to be thrown out. I mean, there's a point where mm -hmm. it needs to happen. Well, we're, we've passed that point many times, I would say. You're certainly right, though. I mean, that's one thing I try to do with a local blog is we've encouraged others and helped them set it up is to, if anything, that can grow those local communities. I mean, it's theoretical, 
but it should be a way to meet people or at least get in commenting and initiate that. I mean, you, I know, as you described, there have been areas where that has happened more or less spontaneously. I've never seen it happen myself, uh, but uh, I would like to think there's a point beyond which Americans couldn't be pushed. There, okay. There's a straw that's going to break the camel's back, and when that happens, you know, we all just need to be aware of the situation and know what the solutions are to the problems. We can foresee a lot of the problems that are coming down the pike. We can see a lot of these things, and it's just a matter of saying, okay, fine, if this happens, this is what we're going to do. If problem A arises, this is solution B, and if solution B doesn't work, then there's solution C. There's a point where you just have to systematically look at the problems, know the solutions in advance, and be prepared to enact the solutions. Be prepared to do what needs to be done. And we know what's happening with this election tomorrow. We know there's going to be massive vote fraud, and there needs to be a protest of the people to say, bullshit, vote fraud is bullshit. We want accountability. We want paper trails. You know, there needs to, and it's just not just voting, but it's everything. There needs to be accountability of all of our politicians, all of our people that we have put in positions of power that we believe well, are Billy, you serve know, our interests. Billy, to, to bring this back into focus, you know, one of the things why I am so uh, such a big advocate of this local activism and and you know getting people to move, even if they move into like a subdivision, the same subdivision of uh, uh, in greater suburbia. Uh, yep. You know, uh, uh, is that you know only if if you congregate, only then can you can you mass the people to like to go down to city hall and protest these elections, or, right. to, go, or to go down to city hall and 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 get your sign out there and embarrass the uh, the uh, the council members, the aldermen, and the mayor. And you yep. know the thing is, like I, I don't I I don't see any. I I, I believe that there are thousands of uh, motivated. Instead of, instead of there, I, think, I believe there are thousands of motivated yeah. white nationalists out there, right. and, and that will download, for instance, download this program, listen to it, listen to the uh, other programs, and and who who want to take action. But you know they're, what they're doing is they don't know any other white nationalists. They don't they don't they don't they can't shake right. anyone's flesh. And 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 people are just going to have to pick up their bags and move. And you know what I saw today? I saw a house for sale in Gardner, Kansas. Uh, this this was a house. It was a three bedroom split level house. Uh, it, it had two full baths, an unfinished basement, and a big plot of land. Two year old uh, uh, split level house. And they were selling it for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh God! That is so cheap. That's very cheap. And Gardner's on kind of like the edge of a uh, one of these uh, you know sprawling uh, uh, on the edge of, of uh, Kansas City, which yep. is a very sprawling city. And and my point is is that you know uh, we can we can do this. I mean, uh, yeah, you got to start somewhere. And yeah. what, the only thing I would disagree with you is we don't want to embarrass the mayor. We don't want to embarrass the city council. We need to be the city council. We need to be in the positions of power oh, sure. to where we can make the decisions. People have to start stepping up. That is the major thing. You can't just be a cheerleader in this day and age. Right now, people need to sit. Everybody needs to step up. Everybody needs to get out there, put their name on there, start running for these positions of power. Whether it's city council, whether it's you know the local mayor, uh, uh, whatever. You know, go for it. 
anything you can get. You got to get in there. You got to start being a part of the system instead of shouting against the system and saying foul, foul, foul. You got to be a part of the system and start making it right. Well, I, I, like I said, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I think that how how else can we do it? Well, if we don't take the system over by being a part of the system. How can we affect change? That is the only way to affect change, and that's what has been done against our backs while we've been watching football and watching yeah. these damn Jewish television programs. Oh, we'll just let somebody else do it. Oh, we'll just let somebody else run the country. Oh, we'll just somebody else run city council. That, that's not what it's all about. If we're going to affect any kind of change, we need to get in there. Well, Rounder said it before, and he's doing it. That's why he's the example. We need to follow his example and say, God damn it, the only way we're going to affect change is by if we do it ourselves. That's the only way. Well, I, I have a very hard time. Uh, you know, I, I talk to people who say they're going to call this show or appear on this show. Fear. Fear, they're afraid. It's, it's, I know. Oh, it's wiretapping. Oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna start pounding down the door and everything. As soon as I call VNN, oh my God, here comes the FBI. Here they come. You know, it's F E F E A R, and I I I know it. And you know, people say uh, I've had people say you know, PME, oh, I, I've got to stand up. I'm you know, I'm gonna uh, I, I'll speak out and, and I'll come on the show. And then and then I you know I I call them back uh, and and talk to them and, and I get no response. And uh, and and or and, and, and I think they just get uh, so fearful. And it, yeah, it's yeah there there are people that they get excessively fearful. There's less to be afraid of than it might oh, seem. You know, and once you do something, you go you go used to it. You get used yeah. to it. I mean, you know? yeah, that was that's exactly what I was talking about earlier. Is the fear factor? And I guess I guess what we got to realize is there's more important things. And I'm trying to convince myself there's more important things out there. Than losing your job. There's more important okay. things out there than than getting yep. called a racist, having your name plastered yep. on the. Because this this is an extinction of a species. I mean, this you is an extinction once, of an empire. It's a very short life, and you, you know, do it's, something it's, with it. Exactly. You know, we have this eons and eons of time frame, and you know, we're just this little tiny. We're just little speck. You know, this little speck of this time of yep. millions of years from now, and what we do in our time really it echoes across eternity. Yeah. And we have this one life to make a difference, and are we going to just sit there and just say, oh, I'm afraid to do it, so I don't want to do it. And it's just, I think it's convincing ourselves that that's, that's our cognitive choice and our only choice. That's where the Jewish brain programming, the Jewish mind washing, has really taken advantage of our situation. They put all of our people in fear. And they're, you know, you can't cower in fear. There's a point where your life is nothing. I mean, you're going to be gone before you know it, but how will, how will you be remembered? That's the key thing. How will you be remembered? Will you be remembered as somebody who was so fearful and so careful and he just always wanted to... to that, you wouldn't even call just a, right. that you wouldn't even call a radio program on the Internet. Well, or yeah, that you that's, wouldn't that's stand incredible. against something that's wrong. If, yeah. I mean, it's just the, the analogy of you're walking down the street, and you look across the street, and there's some fucking nigger who's raping the girl you went to school with in the third grade, and you know, and she's a friend of yours. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, what should I do? Oh, well, I, I, I don't want to intervene. Oh, uh, the fear, you know, you've got to stand for what's right. And there are some things that are going on right now in our country that are just damn wrong. And if you don't stand up now, you're going to be a sorry damn soul, and it's just, it's just pitiful. You know, 
What do you have to be afraid of? Stand up for what's right. Go across the street. Get the fucking nigger who's raping your girlfriend or your you know friend from kinder school. Get him off of there and do what's right. You know, don't be afraid of what's doing what's right. You have every right in the world to stand for what's right. And if you are in the right, you have nothing to fear. Why do you have to fear what doing what's right? That's the whole thing. You can't fear your whole life. What kind of a person are you if you go through life fearing to stand up for what you know and believe is right? And there's so many people that are living in fear, it just makes me sick. I mean, what the hell is going on? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I know, and and you know, I don't consider what I'm doing necessarily the bravest sort of thing, but you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, uh, I mean, you got to do everything you can. You got to talk to everybody you can. Everybody knows something's wrong, but you know, oh, it's it's not polite to talk about politics. Oh, it's not polite to talk about religion. Well, if religion and politics are the main driving forces that are destroying our country, maybe we better start talking about it. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's start talking about religion. Let's start talking about Haggard or whatever this guy. Oh, you know, oh, at first he denies. <laughs> that was a Clinton. funny post. No, no, the, the I didn't do anything. No, I'm not, I'm not gay and everything. Oh, yeah, well, I took the drugs, but I didn't. Oh, I just flushed him out of the toilet and everything. Oh, yeah, right. And now that he's been proven to be guilty, okay, yeah, you got me. Yeah, I'm fucking a homo and everything and I do drugs and everything. What the hell is that? You know? I mean, come on. Religion, there's a major problem there. We have got to revamp the whole religious system here because it's mind rot and it's destroying the people's... Well, why should I do anything? God's going to solve all the problems. Oh, that's great. Let's just let God solve the problems. What the hell is going on? Hey, y Yankee Jim, do you want to come in? Let me, let me call Yankee Jim. Let's see here. We lost... We had a slot open up here. We got to talk about politics. We got to talk about religion. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to close this thing. Major I'm going to close there. this thing down at 11 here. Uh, yeah, if I got to bail out, let me know. Okay. I got, I'm going to close this thing down in 15 minutes. Yankee Jim. Yeah. Welcome to the broadcast. I just called in to say hi, that's all. Oh, hey. hey. How's it going? Hey, Yankee Jim. Well, how how how's the blog doing? Um I'm I'm still here in Billy Bob. Well, <laughs> well, turn the radio off. You turn down the feed. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, Yankee Jim, did you see the story? Um, the one I was uh, following here was this uh, this Bowers fellow. He was a, he's a Klan leader, and he got put in jail in 1966. And his story, he just died here uh, today. And you know that that Google News had. Uh, let me see here. They had. On Google News, uh, they had he was a top billing on Google News. I think Yahoo too, uh, Yahoo News, and um, there was a, yeah he committed a crime in 1966, and there were 474 entries on Google News for this story, including uh, including he made international news in Britain, Turkey, China, Canada, and Australia, and New Zealand. And he was a clan leader that was put in jail in 1966, who died of natural causes this year. And yeah, he, he got he got 474 entries worldwide. Can you imagine that? It's just proof that uh, they're desperate for you know they they control what they want the, the lemmings to uh, see. Yeah. And here. 
A perfect example of that is, uh, and, and before I start yakking here, uh, uh-huh. great show. You, you're, you're doing a hell of a hell of a show here, Jeff. Oh well, my pleasure. I'm glad to enjoy it. And Alex, you kind of help, you know, make it interesting too with your two cents. Wink, Thanks. wink. And well, good thanks. to. Uh, I haven't seen you in a long time, Alex. Mm-hmm. Been a, it's been a while. Yeah, I think it was in Jersey a couple of years ago. I haven't been ago. out east in a while. Yeah. I think it's been been at least a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But but that is interesting, Jeff. Uh, you mentioned that uh, they do pick and choose what what the masses are going to uh, to hear and see. And uh, an example of that is this. Uh, on the on the uh, mid on the Hudson Valley Freeman, uh, there's a story, and you can also see it on Hal Turner's website. Also, it's uh, the keywords would be the new Rodney King or the Rodney King of Newburgh, <laughs> and uh, there was a there was a nigger who uh, a cop up here in the small town of Newburgh uh, put a hole in his head because uh, he he got out of a car and and pulled a pulled a gun on the on the police officer. And started and emptied his nine, at, and the cop got in a good shot and put one right through his head and killed him on the spot. And the father of the of the boon was a black activist, oh boy. and uh, he thre- you know he's they're threatening. Of course, the the Negroes in in Newburgh uh, gathered, and uh, it got pretty hairy there for a couple of nights or the first night, and uh, but there was. The daily, uh, the local newspaper by me, the Daily Freeman, didn't even did not even report one single word about it. Uh, the entire incident, and they cover that area. Uh, the other, the other local paper covered it, uh, word for word, and up to and including the funeral. Uh, but the Daily Freeman here in, in the uh, in the Kingston area, which is which covers that area, they chose not to even mention it. Now, uh, has the has the local newspaper there taken any notice of you? Oh, they, they, you know, they, they stalk me. They, they follow me around on go, you know, on the forum here at VNN. They, they follow me around on, uh, you know, I've got my following. But see, uh, this is good. Oh no, that's great. Yeah. And, and I agree. And I dropped, I dropped a link to that, uh, that article on Hal Turner's website in the left column there. Uh, the, the new. Uh, the new, the new Rodney King. Uh, I, I made sure every newsroom on, along the Hudson River, uh, all of the local, from Albany all the way down to New York City, they all got links to that article, and they and they come to this website and they go to Stormfront and they go to Hal Turner's website and they visit the the Hudson Valley Freeman regularly. And I'm starting to get quite a bit of interest. I'm starting to see uh, 15,000 hits. Yeah, now, I don't. I don't know if that's a lot or not. It, it sounds like a, a spit in the bucket. Is that a week? No. Well, that's total. Uh, since what? the thing's been up. hits what for just that one article? No, 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 no. That's for the entire blog. Yeah, but fifteen thousand hits a week. No, no, no. That total that that you know, and I just put the counter on there a couple months oh, ago. Oh, oh, okay. Total. That's fifteen thousand. Yeah. No, I don't know if that's a lot. Uh, let's but, see. Uh, let me see. Let me go over to uh, let me see the numbers on Bud White's blog. And that's a, that's a, now we we do have a link um, uh, on uh, we do have a link on right on VNM forum. So he does get pick up a traffic uh, quite a bit of traffic from VNM forum. Let me see what the stats are there, so we can uh, compare. 
And I, I know a lot of people read your, your blog, and he gets a, um, oh, crap. He gets a lot of, um, oh, let's see, I, I can't, I'll get you the numbers. I don't know. I can't, I can't see what they are right now. But uh, well, I know he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of references from your blog. You're one of the top referrers. That's great. Uh, you know, I, that's my little part that I can do. Uh, you know, having no life, this is this is one of the things that you can do. Uh, I've got no oh, life, on, and I'll be the first you're, to admit right. it. <laughs> Yankee Jim, you're kind of a celebrity around here. Sure well, you. I got a big mouth, and I use it. Yeah, good, use it. You know, I don't have a lot of money, so I can't use that. What I don't have, I do have a big mouth, and quite a few people. You know, I go back. I I, I went to quite a few of the demonstrations. You know, back in the old Billy Roper days. Uh -huh. As a matter of fact, I was uh, at the German embassy the day that uh, Billy got clocked uh, by the by the half breed nigger. Uh, oh, was that the one that uh, Pierce mentioned it as one of his broadcasts? I, I believe so. His wow. his name was uh, if I if I get it right here, I'm not too good at pronouncing Swahili yeah. names, but uh, Debram Kokabu uh, or uh, yeah. so, something along those lines. I think I think uh, Dr. Pierce did mention that. Uh, you could probably search it. Yeah. But I was there, and there were there were a handful of us there. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, Ron Doggett was there also. Yeah, Ron and, was supposed. Uh, to, we couldn't get a hold of Ron tonight. I didn't get yeah, his, I didn't get his number. I look forward to uh, hearing him on the air. Yeah, and, uh, he's a good he, fellow. He is. He's a great fellow, and, I, and that's where I met him. I met Ron the the day Billy got uh, clocked by, from behind, of course, by that nigger who was surrounded, uh, you know, by about twelve uh, pathetic. Well, most of them were Jews. I was going to say twelve pathetic white race, but uh, there were, you know, and that got kind of messy and. We were a couple of blocks away, actually. The bus was parked over on the other side of the street, so there was really nothing that we could do about it. And Billy, you know, he took it like a man and just continued to lead the uh, demonstration. And uh, so, so a lot of people, you know, you know, I met a lot of people through the year, throughout the years, and uh, including Alex. Um, and, and I guess you're right. I do have uh, a lot of people do know my name. Uh, yeah, and uh, Chester Doles is actually responsible for my name. Uh, the first time I met Chester Doles was down in uh, West Virginia at a National Alliance meeting, and and we were sitting around the parking lot the night you know prior to to a leadership conference, and Chester was introducing me to a bunch of his his friends that he'd brought up from from Georgia, and we were you know feeling each other out and. And and Chester said something as he was introducing me. He said he ain't too bad for a Yankee. Is Jim ain't too bad for a Yankee? Is yeah. And it sort of stuck. Well, tell me, tell me, uh, since you're kind of a veteran here, I mean, do you do you, do you see opportunities for a membership organization again, or do you just think that events and circumstances have have moved beyond having a a membership type political yeah. party organization? Totally. I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, I, if there was ever an organization like the National Alliance used to be, I'd, I'd consider joining. Uh, you know, I was a member up until the end there. Um, I, I, there, there it seems like th there are some advantages. Uh, you know, a few, a few of the one advantage, uh, or just it seems like it, there's a mental uh, thing there to, to get into a room with it with a. A bunch of like-minded people. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, th there's there's something to that, and uh, 
it, you know well, that in I itself. Interject, uh, with regard to the National Alliance and William Pierce, if it was Speak your up. membership, if it was your membership that allowed people like me to be able to be exposed to the teachings of Dr. Pierce, then I would say that that was time well spent because he is the one who opened my eyes. And if it weren't for the contributing members of that organization, and if they didn't do what they did in their time, there's a lot of people like me who were enlightened and who were awakened by Dr. Pierce. So there's, there's a point where, yeah, there was a time for those organizations to be effective and to be fruitful, and the fruit is still being born from all of the hard work that they have done. Well, that's an excellent point, and that is, uh, I guess, one of the advantages of a membership organization, the camaraderie during the literature distributions. And as a good friend of mine, Kievsky, uh told me not too long ago, he said, uh, you know, Jim, we've, we've planted the seeds in our day, and uh, they're, they're, you know, getting, they're bearing fruit. You know, I, I'd like to think that I made a lot of people in the Hudson Valley here, in the Jew-infested Catskills where I'm at, I'd like to think that I helped at least a handful of them uh, see the light, uh, so, to, so to speak. And, and I know for a fact that I did, and they're out there, but somebody was talking about, you know, the, the, the main factor earlier is, is that fear. I guess it's the fear of the Jew. Yep. Uh, they they know what's going on. That the, the the huge rally we had up here almost a, a year ago. Uh, that there was a lot of I can't even tell you the the attention that that brought to this area. As a matter of fact, uh, I like to brag that that was uh, that that Kingston uh, rally against violence. Uh, that was the biggest event that happened in Kingston since uh, the British burned Kingston down during the first American, uh, the, the American Revolution. You know, what's so hard about this time uh, versus, uh, like, in time the National Alliance uh, is that, uh, it, you know, the Internet has changed everything. And you know, most of the National Alliance, I mean, for most of the National Alliance's history, it was kind of a, a pre-Internet organization and one kind of transitioning to being an Internet, you know, more Internet-oriented when Pierce died. And... It's hard to really measure how, how I think our message, uh, you know, like with Goy Fire or Hal Turner's programs or, um, you know, David Duke's radio and his website and Metzger's radio and his website and this uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Thomas McThomas uh, in, in, in Australia. Derek and, uh, McThomas. And, 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 yeah, he's great. And uh, uh, it's, it's very hard to measure... How, what effect this is have, having in the public at large, but but I think I I honestly believe that our message is being heard by thousands and thousands and thousands of more people than ever, and I, I really think it may not be reaching deep, but I think it's, it's it is going wide. It is going deep, and and I think it's going wide also. But the okay. problem is. Um, it, you know, if you ever, the next time you go into a mall or a, or a store, a food store, or, or just at, when, when you go out and look around you, uh, you just look at the overweight uh, white people around yeah. you, and, and that's what the problem is. Uh, nobody's uncomfortable. Well, there, there are some people, but nowhere near enough to, to uh, there's always 
something that's going to carry them on, uh, you know, to the next football game or the or the next bag of uh, potato chips or. Yeah, we have some real physical impediments in this regards. I mean, I mean, real, real hard walls to knock down, and uh, it's very difficult. And and you know, uh, you know, no matter how hard you know Hal tries or or, or I try or Alex tries. There's just some there's just some barriers uh, that that are thrown up, and they're very hard to knock down. Well, there's a new barrier thrown up every day. Uh, you know, sometimes the the barriers they can be knocked down easily. Uh, I'll give you one example. Uh, uh, it was I don't know maybe three four years back. There was a barrier. There was a, there was a point in my life where I really couldn't be as known as I am today. I mean, you know, everybody knows who I am. There's no secret that Yankee Jim is Jim, Jim Leskovich. There's, there's, it, the cat was out of the bag. I think it was uh, officially out of the bag. Uh, there, there was, there was a, uh, a thing we had put together a couple years back. On, uh, I think it was on, uh, on Stormfront. It was the, there, uh, there was a cancer uh, walk. And uh, I had an idea, and it turned out to be a pretty, pretty big thing, and it got the National Alliance quite a bit of uh, positive coverage. Uh, and it was very controversial as well, because when you, when you have a, a hate organization raising uh-huh. money to, to cure cancer, it gets kind of tricky. And uh, it, that was just one of the things, and that's where that's where I was exposed, and and I exposed myself. That's where I got over the hump, and and I really didn't care who knew who I was at that point in time. Uh, you know, prior to that, I was Yankee Jim, and nobody in the area really kn- knew me. But uh, the Daily Freeman latched on to that, and it was p- kind of with my help. I I kind of made sure I I saw to it that they that they found out that I was exposed. And of course, you know, I made the front page of, of the, uh, the the local newspaper, the Daily Freeman, as the the town. You know, they painted me as as the town Nazi, the the white supremacist, the hater, and uh, you know, thinking that it would in- intimidate me. Uh, they'd intimidate me into you know quieting down a, a little, because the National Alliance uh, there was getting quite active in the area at that point in time and they figured well you know if they'd expose me that would shut me up when in fact it did just the opposite I you know I just got a little more brazen and continued doing uh, you know other uh, other things that we can do legally uh, yeah, the and the next defense big is a good offense you got to go well, exactly offense. you can't play defense forever there's a no. point where you got to take it and start running with it and start being on the offensive you're right, and and they just keep driving me. And uh, the next project I've got going up here that may turn out to get real interesting is uh, public access cable TV. Uh, Everything it, you can do, yeah, wh- get whatever it, get it takes. It out there. Yep. You don't have a lot of. I'm sure you don't have a lot of money out there in any way you can. Video blogging, cable access TV, get on the radio. Rounder's got his uh, radio messages. You got to get on the internet. You got to start creating blogs. You got to talk to people in the street. You got to start forming local organizations. Anything you can do, it's offense time. You, we can't play. If we play defense, we're going to lose. We got to start going on the offensive and organizing people. I mean, that's the bottom line. You got to get people together for the common goal of preserving what we have created. 
because we're losing what we have created, and that's what we don't want. We need to preserve what we've created. We can't allow ourselves to be swept aside and forgotten in history. We need to preserve what we hold dear. We need to preserve those things that we value. And those things are our way of life, our culture, our traditions, our family, and our children. And if we don't step up to the plate right now, we are doing a huge disservice to the young children who are depending upon us to preserve something of our culture for them to be left. All we right. cannot, can't allow all of that to just be gone. All right, we've wrapped up. We've, we've done three hours tonight, and uh, I've got to call it a, a, a show. I've got to call it a wrap, folks. And we've had a lot of guests on tonight, and we've held a pretty big audience through the, uh, through the entire show, so I'm really happy about that. And uh, but look, I like to say, say good night. And for everyone, for everyone yep. there is the, uh, that's on the call right now, if, if you got any last words, go ahead and share them. No, I just uh, uh-huh. uh, I'll, I'll just say again, uh, thanks, Alex, and uh, thanks, Jeff, for for yep. all you do. I support everything that all of you guys do. I I mean, I really appreciate, and I'm sure you know many others do too. Uh, you know, you guys go the extra mile with with this radio show that keeps getting better every every week by the way well thank you and and it's just uh you know one of the things uh we can all do whatever whatever if if you got a big mouth like me just (laughs) run it make phone calls (laughs) call the call the police call the call the daily newspapers and and tell them about talk to people and set a fire under their ass and get them (laughs) moving in the right direction get people agitated Hey, you know, start pointing out the problem and start saying, hey, here's the problem, here's the solution. Let's both go do something about it. Yeah. Right. Okay, I've got some more stories to tell, but it'll have to wait till next week. All right, folks. Good hey, night. Have me on. I would just oh, like to say thank okay. you, too. I would like to second uh, right. what Yankee Jim said. Thanks, Alex, for all that you're doing. Thanks, Jeff, for all producing right. the program, doing what you're doing. I don't want to come off as crazy. I just have a lot of passion and what I see makes me angry. Sure. And I want to control that anger. I want to put it to good use. There's a point where we can't just get angry. I don't want to get crazy. All I want to do is start pointing people in the right direction to do what needs to be done. And I think Alex is doing that right now. He's pointing us all in the right direction. And we need to look and listen very carefully so that we can understand that there are solutions out there to these problems. And we can't just be inactive. We can't live in fear. We need to say, okay, I'm willing to be a part of the solution. Let's do it. And start doing it. Whatever you can, whatever your capacity is, start doing something. All right. North Hammer, uh, Billy Bob... Yankee Jim, Alex, uh, and Rounder, I say good night. Thanks hey, good for night. calling. Thanks for coming good on. Good, good night. Bye bye. Good night. Yeah. Good night. You're listening to Vanguard Radio.